0: sacrifice from motorheads album sacrifice this is uh Metal podcast uh what is this a patreon show for fall fall ish covid 2020 fall yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore it's all yeah. it's all the same everything's yeah. crazy
1: yeah. but uh but i think that's pretty appropriate is to call it the the fall um
0: the fall of our society. The fall of
1: us. Yeah, there you go. And sacrifice, you know, Lemmy, Lemmy would be proud. He would make the sacrifice for yeah, our society. That's
0: something that we need to worry concern ourselves more about is sacrifice for common man.
1: Well it's sort of weird because we um I think we meant to do this episode like a long, long time ago, because we did the last Patreon show probably early July. And we yeah. were talking about the decibel issue that you did, the 1995 issue that you did um, the kind of big illustration for. Um, and we were talking about albums. We, that's where we played some mail. And we yeah. were talking about albums that we sort of dug that were on, that made the top 40. And we said, hey, we're going to follow this up with, uh, you know, some stuff that maybe should have made the top 40 in our estimation. And then, yeah, life sort of happened and a lot of, yeah, it, I
0: mean I I got divorced. You uh <laughs> you had to I've, start I'm in school like the, over the full the like way. yeah,
1: I've had to like recreate how I teach school and I'm in full like, you know, I'm in face to face. I'll I'll get in all this. I'm so, sure, so, I'm sure. There's all kinds of shit. But yeah. it's so it's kind of been weird. We haven't actually podcasted it um since July and we're sitting here in September. Um the last time we did was when we recorded with Chris and I'm mm-hmm. sure as patrons you've all probably at least heard the Emperor show and um, soon to hear our Dark Tranquillity show that we recorded it then probably be coming out next week and and I'm glad that we did that because in hindsight like I didn't realize oh, how, oh. how crazy the school year would be so I'm glad that we had yeah, a couple of episodes in the bag you before. Can never know
0: what the fuck's gonna happen it's yeah
1: <laughs> um but basically like I don't know I guess we can kind of catch up with our our patrons here and kind of tell them what we've sort of been up to but we we started first before we kind of dive down that road um you know a sacrifice just because we haven't we haven't really done a lot of motorhead yet we've talked about in the past doing like a, a overview of motorhead or maybe just like certain eras of motorhead maybe that first era like up through it orgasmatron like or it might yeah.
0: even be one of those things where we just do a top five each because sure i mean how what do does not make do? sense to do the whole thing because it's so some of it's so seamy yeah for sure yeah. um and everybody really kind of knows most like do you really need to play how much stuff do you need to play? Overkill, from, ace yeah, of space, early career, like, yeah. It's almost something I'd rather go for like a you know, a dark B-side sure. thing it's, with or something. It's the same
1: approach we've taken with like, like um, Maiden or something. Maiden or, or Sabbath or, or something yeah. like that, where yeah. we're trying to do some left of center stuff just so we can contribute something to it, you know, that hasn't yeah. been done before. But uh, you know, we're sticking with the theme of ninety-five for this kind of long extended part two Patreon episode. Um, So we do appreciate Patreons of the world out there. Um, I know we've added a couple since we did the last episode. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, And a shout out to to Andreas who made a a really kind donation because he just said we've contributed so much. He's always been our top donor, but he really kind of went above and beyond, and so special shout out for him. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, so, so we do appreciate that, and uh, we'll maybe have, just have to re-record a Bolt Thrower episode just so you can get like more well, Bolt it's Thrower. Been Ten years. Yeah, so yeah. We could probably do revisit thing. it, and maybe do like B sides or like deeper cut Bolt Thrower or something like that. I,
0: I can pull out my interview that I did with uh, with Barry. Oh yeah, and we can do some excerpts. There we go. The real probing questions. Yes. from Nineteen ninety whatever the fuck those was, guys aren't super like talkative either
1: are they or were they back when you guys uh, did some interviews
0: no i mean it was like i probably talked to them for 35 minutes that's usually what the you know 35 to 40 minutes is usually what those it used to be set up where they would call you like, mm-hmm. you know pre-internet stuff so or you'd call them and then you get your phone bill reimbursed which I'm trying to convince my parents that was going to happen they're like uh this is <laughs> a lot of money well Will i you just remember here for Hang like on. This, this might
1: create some sound on the Patreon style, but I'm I'm, tr- I'm I need to see Mark's uh, beautiful eyes. I can't. Ooh, I'm yeah. like looking through like the the <laughs> mic stand. It's like messing my vision up. But no, um, I know like Chris and Albert from Decibel have talked about like you know the the bolt thrower guys kind of being sometimes a little bit flaky, um, trying to put together Hall of Fames with them or or other things, and they just seem kind of like not all of them, but at least some of them seem to kind of like be inconsistent with interviews or inconsistent with the well, following up stuff
0: carl carl will always he'll talk to anybody okay he's he's a good talker but uh like barry usually did i don't know if if i've ever seen like a joe bench or uh gavin or uh yeah gavin ward i don't think i've ever seen yeah um now what's his nuts that I, I can't uh indy whale mm-hmm. he's been doing stuff for the darkened band Okay. And for like Memoriam, he'll do uh, interviews. But back and is in the it, day, it's, he didn't really
1: who's Memoriam's is Carl and Andy? Or? Carl,
0: Andy, um, what's his nuts that used to be in Benediction. That okay. I think but just
1: those two from Bolt Thrower. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then I saw Kitty Kearns's, um what was like his last, his 2020 birthday, like remembrance thing. There's some photos up on the Bolt Thrower website.
1: Oh, yeah. And everybody
0: looks so fucking old. Yeah. Nobody's dying their hair anymore. So, like, like, Barry's completely white. He just looks like an old man. Sure. It's
1: like those pictures <laughs> that just came out with Ozzy, like where he's just stopped dyeing his hair, and he's got, like, the ponytail, and it's like Silver Fox kind of going on no, I didn't, a bit. No, I didn't see that. But... It was kind of floating around that everybody's like, whoa. Yeah. He, well, I mean, it's it, 70-something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he looked good, you yeah. know, for for what, you know. I mean, for how many drugs he's done. For how, yeah, he, he could have looked a lot worse, <laughs> that's for sure. But, yeah, so Sacrifice is kind of a, a fun tune. That, that was sort of, I don't know, f- It was kind of, I don't want to say a comeback record, but that was kind of like like reintroduced them to like a newer audience, like my generation, I feel like,
0: you know? Yeah, they're coming off major labels going on to, I'd forget, I'd looked it up, but I forgot what the the label was that it was on, but um, I
1: think BMG. uh, Yeah, but I think
0: it was just licensed from Europe. I don't think it actually had a U.S. distribution until a little bit later on. I don't think they were a big priority because people at that point kind of thought they were like, okay, but. Yeah, old Metal hat. They're of, just doing
1: the same album, over, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They kind of had that ACDC reputation a little bit. But, but this
0: had, you know, Mickey D is his second album on drums, which kind of brought like a new life and tightness to to their playing, really. Because when you think of double bass guys, as far as you know, he's he's right up there. I mm-hmm. think for uh, at least you know, early thrashy, like, you know, the King Diamond stuff he was doing was always Yeah, like the the energy base. level
1: that he brought to like say like Abigail, like some of the yeah. stuff like Mansion in the Darkness, like the it's almost like he's ahead of the song. Yeah. In a cool way. Yeah. Like so and he's especially like kinda,
0: his, his weird symbol stuff he's yeah. doing too. It's like he he really adds like fills out the sound like to a kind of amazing way. But I guess they were touring with um with King Diamond and Oh really? and Lemmy oh, was, that's where they... was like, Hey you need to join the join band because filthy was kind of not doing very he was you know lots of drugs and not really playing sure. very well and mickey's like a fucking he's like human metronome kind of mm-hmm. kind of shit he's he's amazing to see live so um yeah so that, that was like the, int- the i guess most interesting part of the record but it's still it's like a pretty
1: i think the title track w- yeah. which we played is like he- one of the heavier motorhead songs of like they the last couple decades the, the heaviness
0: yeah. i think more so than you know, the the like more than the rock and roll or the speed metal aspect. Yeah. It's, seems like the guitar is a little more down tuned and trying to sound a little more modern, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And that's kind of a theme of 1995 in a way is like, you know, a lot of bands that, you know, were both on the decibel countdown and weren't that were kind of searching for identities. You know, 95 is, you know, both a peak year in a lot of ways with certain things like, you know, Slaughter of the Soul and, and Draconian and, and stuff that was sort of happening. But, there were a lot of bands that were kind of wandering through the wilderness at this point, you yeah. know? Um, I'm looking at the list that I kind of made of of some of the records that came out that year, and, like, you have stuff like Sodom, Masquerade, and Blood. Um, you had the second Fight record, which, you know, the first Fight's actually pretty awesome, but that second one was kind of a little aimless and, and didn't really sort of hold up. Ozzy Osbourne, Osmosis, he's kind of just, like, playing kind of radio friendly stuff it wasn't really didn't have any was teeth perry anymore that's on that? yeah that's perry cool. mason's on there you know it's a fine song yeah. you know but there was no like even like no more tears had the title track which had something like an epic quality to it And yeah. i just feel like that, that was kind of lacking
0: well like i mean perry mason's a good song but all i just thought of raymond burr i was like how is this fucking cool <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and i realized it's like a it was a novel series i didn't realize yeah. that was even a thing i thought it was just a like why he just got drunk and he uh, probably mason's on television yeah That's yeah, that was great, that. yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was catchy you know whatever yeah, whoever did yeah. the production for his his vocal hooks in that chorus you know uh, uh, no, was, was that a zach album back? too oh yeah i think it's been zach since no more well since no prayer for the dying yeah okay. so i don't know if zach's still no there
0: prayer for
1: the dying no more tears no not no prayer for the dying uh what the fuck's the record right before no more tears um Oh, shit. It's the one after Ultimate Sin. God dang
0: it. I'm not good with late. I know. I'm trying. Discovery. It was.
1: It was released in 88. It had like uh, cra- crazy babies. Like... He's sitting on the throne. It had crazy babies. That's the first Zack one. And Zach's quite young on that record. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to bug me quite a bit. But, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I don't know why I thought No Prayer for the Dying because that's another weird record that <laughs> kind of.
0: I've actually listened to that a lot lately. Did you really?
1: Yeah. Is does it hold up?
0: It's, I mean, no. It's just I haven't heard those songs as much as all the other songs. No
1: Rest for the Wicked. So that's No okay. Prayer for the Night. No re- Okay. Similar. At least I'm not completely like what was,
0: was there a single where he's like, it's like a silhouette of Ozzy with a bunch of eyeballs on him? Um, Is that off Osmosis? Yep. That,
1: that's Osmosis. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, uh, no Rest had Miracle Man, um, Crazy Babies, which I, you remember that song, right? Crazy. I mean it's like Sounds like Alice yeah, Cooper Yeah, kind of like something like that But it had mm. actually two really cool songs uh, Bloodbath in Paradise and Fire in the Sky Okay. And I think Fire in the Sky I think was what the movie was based off of too Like Alien Invasion Kind of x Filesy stuff Wasn't that?
0: That was an abduction thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like an alien yeah. abduction kind of yeah. thing yeah. Yep. It's also so. an episode of the first series of Transformers Whoops,
1: I just hit play on Tattoo Dancer Ooh. which is not a great song on uh, No Rest for the Wicket but
0: No if you want to see the first um Fire in the Sky is the first appearance of uh Skyfire and Transformers the original oh. series <laughs> if anybody cares about that
1: uh, well not not Remember one uh, Patreon films, show but... we talked about uh your GI Joe poster so I think That's every true. Patreon show we need to talk about children's toys in some capacity
0: think, Yeah like those are the things that that stick stick yeah. with me so Well
1: and we've been You know, Mark and I are kind of talking. When you get to like the age that we're at, there's a a certain like nostalgia kind of thing that really starts to kick in. Um, I I'm way down the rabbit hole. I finished Cobra Kai, and Mark just kind of started Cobra Kai, and without talking to each other. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We just you know got together. Like I said, we haven't we we've talked and texted and things like that. But um, after the last time, we kind of hung out. We recorded the shows with Chris, who, um, you know, was kind of dealing with his own kind of uh, family, you know, uh, a death in the family. And so Mm -hmm. he was home for a bit and we spent a lot of good quality time that week. And then pretty much cross country started for me. And then I went to North Carolina to visit Chris um, because I needed to, like, get out of the house just once before this crazy school year began. I'm glad I did it in hindsight because of how insane things have been.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to get my how like house yeah you were, or other you were you were sort
1: of bullshit. dealing with your you know restarting your kind of life post-divorce yeah. and um you know and then like basically what you know for for people that are interested and maybe our patrons are because we like to ramble on about stuff but um from my angle basically what our school is doing is we're teaching like three hours a day face to face but we also have virtual kids so like one quarter of our kids are virtual So I was kind of telling Mark, like...
0: Not invisible kids like Metallica.
1: Not, yeah, not the invisible kid. Yeah, Uh that would be bad. Um, But we kind of did, um, you know, like I go home now from work and I like sit and record lectures at home. And then I have to like make sure that I'm answering questions for my virtual kids. And I'm just exhausted, like every day. Like I haven't done the countdown for like two weeks, uh, the History Heavy Metal countdown. I'll probably, I think I'm starting to find my groove because I just finished week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping to like, kind of find a balance next week and I don't have any cross country meets. So that also kind of helps. But, um, so I've been like, I haven't really listened to new music, like the Necrot and a few other things, but like, really, I'm just like, like the last three weeks of my life has been nothing but just like Cobra Kai and teaching. <laughs> Cause like Cobra Kai was like the only thing like I could mentally like. It was like digestible, and I didn't have to think a lot. It made me feel yeah. good about like, you know, we were talking about,
2: yeah,
1: you know, what you brought up something that I thought was kind of interesting. That it, it sort of it's represents like hard. an old America or an old I- ideology. Yeah, where of, we weren't
0: we weren't scared, like afraid to be like uh, kind of like saccharinely uh, optimistic and like positive. Yeah, about stuff and like we we got this like go to attitude. We can do we can do whatever we put our mind to. Like sure, we haven't really had that as a as kind of like a cultural you know, anything around any kind of like media, usually everything is just fucking dire and awful. You know, for the last 20 years, everything's about the the worst that people can do. And
1: well, social medias and the internet have sort of driven us to this like influx of just like a constant source of like, if you want to find negativity or you want to find doom and gloom, it's, it's there, you know, but
0: this was like, I'm so cynical about everything that watching this, I couldn't find anything to make fun of it about. yeah, I was like, okay, this is like what, I think this is what I've been wanting, really, yeah. and
1: that's what I was sort of saying too. And it's like
0: it's you, it's people that are at odds on all, whatever kind of you know, on if it's karate or if it's fucking politics or whatever it might be religion, but they figure out a way to like coexist with each other, sure, or like respect each other, like just real fucking simple ideas that goes back to Bible verse and myth, mm-hmm. but our culture right now is sadly lacking, and somehow the fucking karate kid. Yeah, brought it back, and I I've
1: been on a, a deep tear of eating nostalgia for like the past year, really. Ever since I picked up that um, teen uh, Mike McFadden book that Ian Christie's uh, company put out, that, who, they put the out a lot of
0: comedy movie thing.
1: What's it? Yeah, the boner comedy. I and just so, like to say that. Word I know it's, it's it is funny. Um, isn't it funny to think that there was a character on Growing Pains just called Boner?
0: Never happened again. Like, yeah. like,
1: what a weird... And that was, like, a saccharine, like, ABC, like, 8 o'clock comedy. Well, I also like, think
0: that whoever was writing that was probably 40. Yeah. It used to... Like, when you pulled a boner, that used to just be, like, you fucked a bone up. A boneheaded move. Yeah. Ah, bo- yeah. Yeah. It didn't become, like, a yeah. cock for... Yeah. You know, except for, like...
1: Man. Like, I snickered, and I was, like, in middle... Or, like, elementary school when Growing Pains was on. Like, I think playground humor, we knew that that had, like, a double meaning even then. Yeah. So... But it's just strange to think about, like, how, you know, I don't. But know, look,
0: what, at if you've ever like had to sit in a waiting room for a while and Three and a Half Men is on, or Two and a Half Men or whatever the fuck that show was. Yeah, but it's all just innuendos. Yeah, oh yeah, or innuendos. So it's like I don't, I don't know how much of that stuff got through because I never watched a lot of that stuff. But
1: but that show was like definitely marketed to like bros, who like yeah. look at Charlie Sheen as like a hero of like kind of his
0: tiger blood and his AIDS and his, yeah, yeah,
1: and sort of like anti Me Too <laughs> kind of thing, like uh, when men could like. Touch women, you know, and shit like that, you know. But, yeah, toxic masculinity, for sure.
0: Yes. But But the good thing about the Karate Kid thing is that it's not uh, social justice warrior shit. It's not anything. It's just... It's yeah. just about human beings. It's sort of there's de- no agenda in it the... kind of
1: deconstructs some of that stuff a little bit.
0: You yeah. know, like but there's no like political, they're not in one political yeah. side or the other. Yeah, for sure. Which I really appreciate. Yeah,
1: Johnny's like a relic of the past who's like trying to discover the future and, and yeah. things like but that. But then
0: like the kid that he's kind of like mentoring is uh also respects him too though. It, even yeah. it's like old shit. But then yeah. he gets a little bit from the kid. It's just yeah, it's just it, stuff it, we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's good. And it's not just pure um nostalgia. It's just, like, I think what a lot of us are craving from our media is, like, some type of fucking hope. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean... Because
0: it's pretty fucking dire out there, man. Yeah.
1: And maybe that's, like, explains why, like, sometimes I mindlessly, like, watch wrestling, you know, or something like that. Like, because there's, like, still some, like, good guys, bad guys, kind of, like... It's not necessarily black and white, but it's, yeah. like, hero journey, mythos kind of aspects that, you know... Well, the
0: weird thing is that, like... uh Trump has adopted so many like wrestling moves as far as like the, the like the you know the scoundrel shit He's heel turns heel, and stuff like that yeah that but at least the, the thing you have with you know normal wrestling is you know that these people are this is like a it's not put real life put on yeah yeah and when yeah. it's in real life it, it's kind of this it, it insane, sort of hurts yeah like you don't really know how to how to deal with it
1: well even like the idea like the heel turn like people cheer the heel but like then you go yeah. home from the stadium and like, yes. you know, you know, the separation <laughs> between cheering a heel and wanting the heel to be real. Yeah. And I think what's kind of happened with the blurred line and um, I was telling Mark where I teach, like, there's just a constant parade of people driving around in big trucks with like, and I don't, I, there must be a whole Trump flag industry. Like, it's just like a phenomenon. Oh, sure. Yeah. In a way I've never seen with another presidential candidate where like the, like, it's like an American flag, a Trump flag, and a Blue Lives Matter flag, and all three will be in the back of the pickup truck. And people are just revving their engines, going up and down where I live. It's just like constant, it's and just I don't to s- fuck with people because like, it's I a would to- never- it's like a healing. It, it, like I said, it's like the heel in wrestling. When you cheer yeah. them, it's sort of like a troll. Yeah, you are like, but like at the same time, this is real life, and that's like the part where I am like, oh, this sucks because like
0: I'd really like to, you yeah. know, like stop and ask somebody like if somebody is doing that with a joe biden sign i would think they're equally insane yeah on their true like but like I but understand. no
1: one does that no one did it with obama no one even really did it with bush like there was a lot of patriotism surrounding bush but well, i don't he remember like, should
0: accomplish thing we're done we don't need to do any flags after that that's perfect
1: yeah i mean there was a lot of flaggy <laughs> stuff after 9-11 because we were patriotic again and stuff but it's that's just, when the flag became
0: a, a racist symbol to some people i
1: know and it's like made me embarrassed to like like the flag or something it's like weird like i've such mixed feelings and i never had mixed feelings about the flag or the pledge or but like now i feel like they're like tainted a little bit because they've been like manipulated so much yeah. and used in a certain fashion it's Like weird. when we we're
0: kids you'd get like for fourth of july you'd get a little american flag yeah, and a spark cool mark. man that was awesome and, then I'd, and then, I'd like have my Jejo guys you know do their own little iwo jima in the sandbox or whatever for sure it never seemed like a weird thing until maybe the last 10 years
1: yeah and it just makes me angry because it, it pisses me off that i can't feel the way i used to feel about those things like yeah. it's like kind of like spoiled almost or something so but yeah anyways i don't want to get into trump land but so definitely everybody send <laughs> yeah send jason flags yeah exactly yeah he wants flag <laughs> yeah like yeah. shorts Flag yeah, shirts. exactly that's, hats that's all i want well and like now when i'm teaching um you know we all our kids have to wear masks and stuff like that and so there's a preponderance of kids with you know, flag stuff, which is fine. I don't care about flag masks, but there's a lot of Trump twenty twenty kids and I think they're they're wanting a reaction. And so I that's, just choose to ignore it. That's
0: why it. people wear mega hats. That's yeah, why we like wore I, like
1: but I fail to acknowledge kind of T-shirts, you know. Sure, it's, that's, sure. It's the same it's, thing. But... You, it's like a troll almost. But I'm something. surprised
0: the school doesn't say, like, no political shit in your mask, just, like, just N95s or whatever. I
1: think they don't want to poke the bear because of the community I live in and because it's a different time period. And I think, like, there's so much backlash. Like, obviously, like, I, you know.
0: You don't have school uniforms or anything either, so it's not. No, like
1: a... no. But, like. For instance, there was, there's a handful of teachers that we marched in a very peaceful like BLM march in like the town where Mark and I used to live, Romeo, which is like mellow as shit. And it was like peaceful. The cops were marching with us. Fine. Some really cool speeches. Yeah. But like they found out that some teachers were part of that. And so apparently there's a running mythos that, um, that they put on social media that there are. Several teachers uh, in the in the school that are part of a terrorist organization and support Antifa, just because we like marched for equality, and like listened to speeches from like ten year old children that didn't want like racism in their schools. Well, you immediately became terrorists, and uh, you know Antifa.
0: You have to understand where a lot of these people are getting their information. <laughs> I know, I know, it's the the, it's the filter. So you should get just start wearing. Uh, shirts that just say, like, uh, George Soros on them and see what people say.
1: Yeah, exactly. People lose their minds. (laughs) But, yeah, I was telling Mark, he's got to check out The Social Dilemma. I just showed it to my my, um, class, my global studies class, and it's kind of about all the algorithms and just the kind of bubbles and just sort of, like, how, like, pervasive, like, what's, you know, stuff that you... You know, patrons who are listening, this—it's—it's it's stuff everyone knows, but it just kind of puts all the puzzle pieces together in a really interesting way and kind of lays out the case for why we should just fucking chuck our phones, pretty much. You abandon know, abandon Facebook. All yeah, time it's just like... not, and, and really everything, you know, because it's all built on,
0: I don't, know, crazy shit. Well, the um, God, what was I just? I was talking about something yesterday that was uh, completely innocuous with an app opened. That I have supposedly the, you know, microphone and camera yeah, disabled yeah. to. Uh, I think it was Instagram. I was just talking about some product. And sure enough, 20 minutes later, it popped up as my suggested ad. Yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me.
1: Yep. I mean, that's. I'm so used to that now that I don't even kind of question it or anything.
0: I mean, I went through a phase where I wouldn't go through the, the fucking body detectors at the airport. I would request a, uh, a pat down. Pat down. Just out of here you know just because like why the fuck can i yeah if i'm going to have this option i don't want to go through the goddamn thing like you they won't let you use magnetometers around it so obviously there's something wrong with us yeah yeah like these poor fucking bastards that are next to it every day and their testicles are turning into cancer sure. who the fucking knows but
1: and there's i mean there is something like kind of dystopian about all of this you yeah. know that we're we're just sort of part and of I, it i
0: think after as much as you know everybody's got the right to do whatever the fuck they want in america so if you want to not going to bitch about wearing a mask fine but if it's in certain instances like you need to pick your battles sure i think on a lot of this shit but
1: i also believe like in the social contract to this idea that we all do have to make some sacrifice for like society to kind of function i think
0: for mutual know. respect yeah i think so but like i don't think usually it's uh, i've seen it at least around here it's more nobody says shit to me about anything but because um, i walk my dog every day outside i don't wear a mask i'm not anywhere near yeah. anybody um, but if I go into a store, I put it on for the social contract. I'm going to yeah. bitch about it. Like people that go into a store and scream and yell because it's like if it's if they're all government run stores. Sure. But these are individual people that own the fucking store. And if it says wear a mask, respect yeah. them and wear a fucking mask. You're not going to go into a church and start screaming during the service. Yeah. Or like, I want the wine. Give me the wine from the like there's social contracts. here for things. Yep. So, and
1: what's frustrating for me is like, I look at the situation I'm in where if people had been less that way, say, you know, four or five, six months ago, would I be in a situation now in school? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think that
0: the, the economics of this whole thing are are so great that we're going to, this is going to go for a while. Yeah. People are making too much money off the shit Hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if you look at like what the states would get for confirmed cases too, uh, it's kind of insane. Like a hundred fifty thousand dollars per confirmed case, and there's just so much, everything is so fucking corrupt in the world in general that I don't believe anything at this <laughs> point except heavy metal and friendship.
1: There you go, heavy metal and friendship, which brings us back to nineteen ninety five. So yes. uh, what a year, man. Yes, yeah. no yeah. coronavirus. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. I mean that was even ten years after uh, Karate Kid, so we're kind of halfway between Cobra Kai and and,
0: and you know True. Karate Kid. Yeah. In 1995. I, was on, I was on my way to living in Pennsylvania at this point. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was. Uh, I've talked about, I think, in the other Patreon show, and well, even Dark Tranquility show, the mm-hmm. gallery that we recorded with Chris, that because um, that was the '95 record. You know, that was just like a peak peak year for me in terms of like my knowledge of the underground and the above ground. It was, you yeah. know, kind of a perfect coalescence of some things. Um some re- before
0: our lives are so Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought my life was complicated because I was dealing with high school drama and ter- trying to date girls and, you know, f- best friends moving away to West Virginia. And, you know, like I felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders. But like in hindsight, it was a pretty sweet deal I had, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Fucking until I was 30. I was like, man, just golden. God.
1: Yeah. I tell kids, I said, never leave college. College was great. I loved it.
0: Never leave college if you can get them to pay for your college. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you, or if you can audit some classes like Yeah, you might be you know, one of the last generations that got away with where they could actually conceivably pay off their debt in their lifetime.
1: Yeah, but even then it was it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, but was, now it's like Yeah, now it's even dumber.
0: Now they're gonna go and get their PhD and still be working at Target. Yeah. Because they can't find a Sure. philosophy or whatever the fuck it might be. Yes. Which yeah. that's, that's the old man uh, go-to for like a worthless degree. Now it's much more refined than that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, you know, so, I mean, 95 had, you know, a kind of a greener pasture to it indeed, you know. Um, but, you know, like I said, this was like a, a struggle year for people, I think. And one of the things we brought up, I think, in the first Patreon show was just mm-hmm. this like, crossroads of all of these new genres uh, and subgenres of metal that were you know kind of either on the decline or on the rise simultaneously you know mm-hmm. doom was really starting to to kind of like mainstream again with like carnival bazaar and and draconian times and down uh down yeah which we you know we we ta- we played a down song and and even some of the records that we're going to pick out in the next set um there's three in particular you Know, have doomy aspects to them as well as you know, black metal was kind of starting to mainstream a little bit, you know.
0: Um, I was speaking of Doom, real industrial, yeah. Um, uh, Celestial Season Solar Lovers came out in 1995. Yes, they also just came out with a record that I forget what it's called.
1: It's coming out, it's not out yet, it's out in October. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. I think October 2nd is when it comes out.
1: It's awesome, tremendous. Yeah, we were listening to it earlier. So Chris, Chris had texted me the other day, but I'm so like out of the loop in terms of like having a life or reality or communicating with the outside world that I forgot to text him back because he's like, do you want to hear the new celestial season? I just I even looked the other day and I started like a sentence and just gave up <laughs> like that's honestly like I, I told had a lot of those. I told Mark I passed out at like 9, nine o'clock the other night, which is like super early for me. I just came home. I like ate a bowl of cereal because I didn't have the strength to like make food. Like, Sometimes I you just like, got to listen to your body. And I was just like, man. fuck, man. Just go to bed. Well, I tried. I turned something on TV and then I woke up on the couch at like 2 a.m. and it was like, oh, I got to go upstairs and fuck. And yeah. you know. And Mark caught me doing that a few times, but normally I would just pass out for like an hour and then I'd get yeah. my shit together. But this was like deep coma sleep for like four hours and then like upstairs, you know. So I just, I don't have a prep right now. I'm coaching like you know, the mass taking temperatures It's just like, it's logistics one-on-one I'm wiping desks in between every hour. It
0: really. It's like, you got a brand new job.
1: Yeah. I'm like a janitor and like a fucking health person Spotomist. and a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just doing all these. And I'm like doing virtual lessons, like where I'm recording myself at home. And, and it used to be too. And this is the other thing, like, and Mark knows having lived with me in terms of lifestyle and stuff. Like I go to practice and I'm done with cross country practice. uh, Cause I coach at three 30 And they basically essentially want us out of the building by four because they want to spray all the rooms and shit. Yeah. And then we're not allowed to come back afterwards, even if they've sprayed the room, which is kind of strange because it doesn't really matter if we're like if they spray at like five o'clock. Why does it matter if I come back at like eight o'clock at night or six a.m. the next morning? I'm still just going in and I'm going to my desk, which they don't spray my desk. They just spray like the area where it's arbitrary. It's just fucking silliness. So
0: they're doing just, just enough. (laughs) So people think that something's being done. Yeah.
1: And it's all CYA. I get that. And I, I'm proud. Like I'm actually, I've talked to teachers at other schools who are in a way worse situation. Like I will give our school credit. Like, we've done a lot of really smart things. Like we're on two hour day, uh, two hours per class day, so we're only teaching three classes a day. Yeah, So like, it, you know, to limit the amount of time kids are in the hallways, kids are eating in the classroom. So like we're doing really smart things, and we've been pretty lucky, you know, knock on wood, to not have like any kind of crazy stuff happen. Um, we think there's one case that might have happened at the elementary school, but I think it, from what I've heard, it was like the kid's family had it but that kid wasn't showing any symptoms yet. Mm -hmm. But just in case they just said. "Uh, The whole thing,
0: it comes down to liability. It doesn't matter. Like if you have it, but you're not, you're asymptomatic. There's, I've seen on both sides, there's conflicting evidence saying that if you're asymptomatic, you can't be a carrier. And I've seen that. Yes, you can, or it's aerosol or it's not. There's no. Aerosol
1: seems to be the one that makes the most sense to me in terms of just the way that like molecules and air work. Yeah, but it's It's, not, it's less we, like touching a surface. It's more like our, is, is just like floating in the air in terms of like yeah. your susceptibility to it. Yeah, whatever. like the
0: wearing gloves thing is unnecessary yeah. at this point. And I, I think even spraying everything down is a little ridiculous. But people are just trying to, I don't know, have some semblance of normalcy, I guess.
1: I got to share some key info that my mom, who is now, well, my mom's not listening to this, luckily. Um, but my mom is definitely like retired and plugged in now she's not like she's she's pretty open and reads a lot but she just texted me this last night at 12 30 at night when i was asleep so my mom felt necessary to text me like very, after midnight very, very important. to say not sure if they've looked into this much which is always a great way to start
0: yes i've heard something
1: but studies show people who wear glasses are less likely to get the virus like okay that's all she said she didn't say so you should you know I don't know if she's hinting that I should not wear my contacts and wear my glasses more often. I just like... It's just my mom trying to be useful and be a yeah, mom, which yeah. I get. And
0: well, I, there was a thing you know. a while ago that... um Talked months ago about when no... Because still nobody knows anything, apparently. That uh, that uh it could be... It would easily be transmitted more through eyes and uh, mucous membranes than it would be through being through inhaled. Hmm. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, I... I mean, those are... Usually so... that's how... If I ever... I really ever get sick anyways, like during normal circumstances, if I ever do it's because I'm fucking picking my nose or itching my eyes, or it's always that it's not like yeah. being coughed on by somebody or yeah, something yeah, but and these are similar they're in the same relative family of you know how they're sure you know from the flu or whatever but
1: so so that's my situation mark i don't know if you have updates for for our uh, patrons just my,
0: my yeah outside <laughs> i don't have any weird protocols that I have to follow. For, You're still kind of doing when I go to the in, store. Independent
1: contracting, and I mean, I do a very, and, yeah, yeah. very
0: small amount of, uh, of doing um, handyman stuff. Not very much at all, really. It's actually art's ticked up enough to where I don't have to worry. Do about Do you have it. any
1: cool art projects that the patrons uh, can talk of about?
0: Anything really? Damn. Um, I mean, I'm working. I'm doing stuff for a subscription service where I'm doing like horror movie um, prints like limited edition stuff. You're still
1: doing the pins and designs for metal box. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do at least one of the, like a pin every month. I just did a, there's an Exodus one coming up. By the time this comes out, they'll already be out. Uh, Bonded by blood, the weird twins on the cover. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a tribute t-shirt that i can talk about at some other later point okay
1: it's cool that's all I i'm can i pretty stoked about it too. and i think our Patreon fans based on the, what they like and what we've done will, would be way way into it so yeah if
0: it um once it comes out i'm gonna get a hold of them and see if they can maybe order some extra copies i think we can move a fair amount of those I, i've had a lot of people ask me about it that i yeah. showed so um that'd be cool um what else am i doing just same old you know decibel every month uh worked on some stuff for a documentary about uh, Aquarius records, which is a San Francisco based oh, yeah. kind of long-term uh, record label. Who's they're big in like the punk scene yep. in the early seventies. Um, so I did a bunch of stuff for the documentary, like interstitials and doing some animated stuff and a bunch of fucking drew a bunch of maps of San Francisco, which is a very challenging process. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Lots of, lots of good stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, so we just wanted to kind of check in, and, uh, you know, this is a Patreon show. We're kind of lax. We obviously just kind of went on uh, (laughs) many many tangents.
0: Well, we do on on most of the shows, too, but, yeah, yeah, that's good. We can go, like, even a little more personal because I think people that are, you know, that are actual, you know, subscribed to Patreon are interested in us as human beings and not just us talking about metal all the time. So yeah.
1: And uh, just for people that were kind of keeping abreast of, of my journey through film, uh, by the end of the quarantine, which was the weekend before school started, I made it to 240 movies that I watched. Um, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I've probably made 30. Yeah. Maybe. I just,
1: there was a day, there were a couple of days there where I had nothing to do and I would start at noon and I would take breaks and my goal was to see if I get six in in one day. It was, it was did, impressive. Did you
0: get tired? though like just get sleepy by watching movies or uh,
1: you know i i would it depends yeah because I, I,
0: I could get real even if i'm wide the fuck awake and i sit down to watch a movie depending on what my mood is yeah i can just i like, couldn't do that every day dope. but it was just like
1: there were a couple days where like i it was almost like a goal like okay. i'm feeling it. like i'm feeling like i haven't watched a movie in four days because i was yeah. busy doing something like i got make up for last time let's fucking let's do it you know if you
0: got a mission too because i the hardest thing is finding something i really give a shit enough to watch
1: well, I've got that thing in my basement. Yeah. So you and so now like, it's the 1,500 movies that I need to watch or whatever, and I'm checklisting them off. And there's there's something kind of satisfying about filling in the little bubbles saying, like, oh, I, fucking, yeah. I fucking did it. I just watched a couple horror movies that I hadn't seen. One was actually halfway decent. It was one that I remember seeing the previews for and thinking, mm, oh, that, I
0: watched one. We can talk after you're done. I've seems kind of dumb. That, um, we could talk about it for okay. a
1: second. Yeah. It was Happy Death Day. Did you ever see that?
0: It's fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was like kind of like a Groundhog
1: Day, Yeah, it was. It was on the list, and I was like, "Well, the library. I mean, I get everything for free at the library in Romeo, so I don't have to like invest, you know, tax money, man." Yeah, and then uh, it was a interesting. It was kind of a slow burn. um, The fuck was it called? Something's daughter.
0: Head coach daughter. Yeah, it's good. It's got the chick from... Kieran,
1: um, Kieran Shippa from Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah. And then Emma Roberts, who I kind of dig yeah. from a few things. She's and... in American Horror Story and a couple of years. Is she? Movies. Okay. Yep. She was in like... Uh... But it was
0: directed by somebody that I think we like their work, but I can't think of their name.
1: Yeah. I think they were a write, uh, writer and an actor, and that was their debut film. Yeah. Yeah. Black Coat's Daughter, right?
0: Oh, it's, uh, it's Anthony Perkins' son. Oh, Max Perkins. Yeah. That's
1: who it is. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. Yeah, so that was on the checklist. and mm-hmm. the Library had it. I thought it was cool. Like,
0: yeah, I mean it's def it's like a '70s. Slogan. Really
1: evocative, yeah. you know, imagery and stuff like that yeah. and stuff. So yeah, that was that was kind of recent. So those are the last two movies I watched. Okay. you know, lately. So I saw well, that
0: one last year. I finally watched the new Suspiria. Oh, curious. Yeah, it was very good. I, it was. I was kind of
1: waiting and curious what you thought because gonna... I saw it in the theater. So
0: yeah, I was hoping it was going to be a little more bonkers than it was.
1: The ends get a little bonkers. Yeah. It kind of builds so pretty I liked all the like a Grand Guignol finale of, of blood and just insanity, but Yeah.
0: And like the you know, the backdrop of, you know, what was happening in Germany at the time and stuff was interesting. It wasn't
1: crucial to the to the story. Yeah, it was a little like if they had cut a few of those parts, it probably would have been okay. But but it,
0: I don't it moved know. along pretty it was for how long it was. I I just smoked a little weed and watched it. So it was I was pretty engaged. And I like what um it was
1: interesting to see all the weird role, like what the fuck, Tilda her name? Swinton doing, She's playing like the old man. The, and, yeah, that was that especially
0: was, like when he was naked.
1: Yeah, kind of messed with me. I was bit. like,
0: wow, like the makeup was incredible, in it. Deco- uh, what's, Dakota Dakota johnson Dakota Johnson was fantastic.
1: Dude, that sequence at the end, if we're talking metal and horror movies, yeah, where she comes out in the V-neck dress and stuff, it reminded me. Of The same feeling I had at a certain point during The Witch when I was in the theater, yeah, where I just felt like I was inside an Electric Wizard song. That's exactly what I felt, and I was God. just like, This is what I want fucking Electric w- Wizard cult to today, just be witch cult, fucking yeah, witch yeah. finder general. Like, it was just all those like British horror fucking things.
0: And there's like nods to the Argento original, like the the original um Suspiroium or whatever the willy that had the big glasses and shit, yeah. like they had. Some of the imagery was I the even same, like the Radiohead
1: scores. It's subtle. I like the time. It's, like yeah. it's not like Goblin-y. It's not like over the top like Goblin was, which I liked for for the time period. But it's there
0: was some cues pulled out of that Goblin thing too that were thrown yeah. in there. But they're more cool. Glad you dug it. I, I, I was, it was good. Yeah.
1: I, I remember telling you it was when it was on Prime or whatever, and it's I, still I, on Prime. Didn't know if you. I I found it used on DVD, so
0: I've got but it. But I know, just so. like I got to be in. I'm the kind of person that I've got to have a very specific. Like I got to be in the mood to watch certain stuff yeah and if i' if I'm not in that mood, I can't even start it but and i'm I was totally in that I was like okay this is i think i'm I'm ready to go for it. I think
1: that's kind of sometimes how we are with music. I'm not with everything yeah is that like I will make it a mission that I need to like know something, and mm-hmm. even if I'm not in the mood for it, like I'll just be like I need to understand this record, so I'm just gonna like do it, yeah, and like i can i you know I'll like make a recommendation to you and you'll kind of be like i gotta wait when, till when like, i get there yeah i'll get there see, when i that, get there that's my you i've know? made my entire life that way yeah like, and that's fine i don't I don't have a job per se but that's why i think we that we work so well on the podcast because yes. we have completely different approaches yeah you know? yeah i'm like driven to know like i want to know everything that i can know in some weird fucking history we both, way or we something we both have that know?
0: like insatiable knowledge to understand shit that we feel that's is yeah. important
1: but you'll sit and but, listen to like obsidian like
0: 57 times which is
1: <laughs> awesome because like i don't have the time to do that so like one of us has to do that yeah. the deep dive whereas i'm gonna go the broad dive
0: you know or, or like, like yeah that. like uh, a couple of days ago I, I listened to the entire dark tranquility discography yeah uh including the like the the new record and which I is coming out pre- what next month i think i think it comes out in october, october which yeah. is, it's, it's good yeah um, we but i never paid day. much attention to the later on like the post weird void stuff and
1: Yeah, the Otoma, Chris was telling us to check out Otoma when he was down.
0: I was like, oh, that's, I was just something, I was just in that mood where it all fucking worked again, but I love having those, it doesn't happen often, but to be able to do those deep dives, like an entire, you know, a band that's been around for 30 years, listen to all their records in a row, but I was, I was just had it going on Spotify as I was doing art. Sure. So it was just constantly. Well, I
1: know you think I'm kind of crazy because I like driving as much as I do. You know, like I've suggested, driving out to like you know beer and metal fest because I because I don't mind that drive. Yeah. But like when I drove to and from North Carolina to visit Chris, who's down there now, like that was some prime. That was what I, that was probably what you get when you get a day where you can like you're sitting at your desk doing artwork and you can really
0: yeah. There's no you just got what you got to work on and just listen to it as you want. I listened
1: yeah. to the first seven. Alice Cooper records all in a row like even as like weird like kind of Captain Beef Hardy yeah, late yeah. 60s early 70s awesome. stuff you yeah. know and it was just like it was just fun because I like I, I have the box set but I haven't really pulled it out too often mm-hmm. you know um and really like deep dived you know
0: yeah I like the the total especially when I can get a project where it's something I gotta do research on I love the total immersion mm-hmm. thing there was um I can talk about this one because I, I just signed fucking 2300 of these goddamn things i won't tell you what it's for but it's a conjuring based thing that for that series which i really didn't watch i watched maybe the first two i've only seen the i think yeah maybe the, the first two. patrick wilson and um uh what's her
1: Vera Vera mimig mimiglia Mim, no you're thinking of Mim-
0: mike berbriglia
1: no not mike berbriglia uh the sleepwalker guy or whatever um the no vera it's um god she was in the Departed. She's the, yeah, I think she's, she's the therapist in the department. She's great in whatever. She she's did, the mom but,
0: in uh, Bates, Bates, Bates Motel. Motel. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I looked to see what like, Vera Famiglia Fem- or something. Famiglia,
1: yeah, that's yeah. Right.
0: She's her and Patrick Wilson saved that whole series. Yeah, because they, I didn't realize they do like an Avengers type thing where they're always kind of in like guest roles throughout the other like Annabelle movies or yeah, whatever the fuck I, it might be. I think I knew that. So I watched Annabelle Comes Home. Wow, How was that. <laughs> it's okay, but I, I was drawing on the iPad as I was watching yeah. it for for research. I even told the the art director, "Like, wow, man, you really you really get into this, huh?" I was like, "Well, I I just want to I want to understand what I'm drawing." Yeah, sure, you know. Sure. So, but I really enjoy doing that kind of shit where I've got a project where I've got a like it. It's better when there's better source material to jump into. Sure. But that's yeah. probably
1: maybe why I'm drawn. You know, you you have the opportunity and an outlet for that, and that's probably why I kind of sit down sometimes and come up with like hey dude we're gonna do like the entire history of greek metal and you're like all right (laughs) you know Mm because like like, i can go like that's my kind of deep dive you can go
0: you can go and get a a, you know cursory idea of the whole thing yeah and i can't i can't really i've got to jump more deep yeah so like but the good thing about that is that made me like really like barithron more than riding christ yeah Sure, <laughs> and I
1: appreciate both bands more than when I yeah, started. You yeah. know what I mean, like especially the newer, newer stuff. But and discovered some other like spectral. Uh, oh boy, I already forgot. Like I'm a terrible pe- person.
0: Um, well, you learned it, and then you, you filed yeah, it. Yeah, it's and you, like it. I like dumped it. my
1: my brain on that. Well, it's one. not
0: spectral voice because spectral voice is from Denver. Uh, no it
1: was the band that had like you really dug them too they yeah. kind of had some opethy kind of vibes and stuff like that i'm looking i actually have my greek notes in front of me but i don't know where they're at but um but yeah it was it was kind of oh and uh eutherea that was cool to like yeah. kind of find those guys out macabre omen uh spectral lore that's spectral what was. lore. yeah yeah those guys are good but um yeah so back to 1995 oh yeah yeah that's what we're doing here So some other things that came out that year, because basically what we wanted to kind of talk about is, um, you know, Decibel did a fantastic job. I think we felt pretty good about most of the albums around there. I think there's a few things out of the genres that we don't pay as much attention to that, like, I think we kind of say, like, oh, I think there is a group of people out there that really, really love, like, Integrity. And that's cool. Seem to really, yeah, like like, you know, and I like that dead guy record probably more than integrity, but like I get that that matters to a certain trajectory of like the history of hardcore, metalcore, blah blah, blah, you know, yeah. So, like, would I replace that with something probably on a personal level, sure, Sure. but I get why it's there. I'm not like, I don't look at that list of 40 and be like, God, like that's awful. I can't believe, like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't
0: think would make it that did, like the you know, Celestial Season, yeah, which I. I think it's one of those bands that a lot of people just made fun of it because it was the same as a T brand. Sure.
1: Well, we did an episode on <laughs> Celestial Season, so. But,
0: uh, but yeah, like, even, like, the newest, uh, I don't know if you've got the new decibel.
1: Yeah, I just got it, like, two days ago. But so I just I noticed just that
0: Albert put his, like, the, the new Celestial Season on, on his list. Sweet. I was like, okay, good. There you go. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, so, I mean, like, when we talk <laughs> about some records that, you know, in, in a moment, um, well, in a moment, probably 30 <laughs> minutes from now, you know, like, let's be honest, you know. Um you know we're talking about like things that maybe we if we could find a way to rotate them in and we probably sub them out with you know the integrities or dead guys or, or some of that kind of stuff um because of like that the nature we we, we too, come yeah. from you know Mark and I are much more firmly rooted in like the kind of euro metal scene especially in 95 yeah. like we were very much kind of there I mean I was still listening to a lot of american stuff but I don't think any no one I really hung out with was into too much like metalcore and hardcore I had to kind of find that stuff on my own a little bit more. There were a couple friends that were into some Victory Records stuff, so I kind of got like Earth Crisis and Snapcase and a few of those things kind of sent my way. But yeah. it was like few and far between. Like Converge was something I almost had to find on my own and kind of stumbled into. Like I think Jane Doe and then kind of went backwards. Like I was aware of the band's name, but I didn't really. I didn't really sit like down the, and listen to them. Yeah, you the know?
0: Before, I, that whole scene I didn't really care about. Well, I think You're I honest. thought it was
1: something it wasn't, and then like when I went back and listened to those early Converge records, I'm like, oh, it's like a lot of like cool Slayer riffs, and you know, like I like yeah. those records now. It was just I didn't have that friend group, you know, like you and Chris were like feeding me Euro metal, but I didn't have like the like Converge guy that was like, dude, you gotta sit down and listen. to Well, see, to they're this
0: they're and... one of the bands out of that scene though that still last. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't ever go back and man, think like, man, I need to listen to Snapcase. Sure, or Earth Crisis, like and that's yeah. it's just not my. It, I wasn't, it wasn't like a formative band,
1: exactly for me, because we weren't like in that scene. But about, I know yeah. a lot
0: of friends of mine like those bands. Those sure. are like formative things. More Earth than Crisis, hardcore.
1: I have like a special memory because we got to interview Carl.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, and it was just I don't even know what the fuck we were interviewing him for. We somehow got like a press pass, and it was before I was even doing stuff with you guys. But it was when they played in the shelter with Godflesh, and so mm-hmm. that was a cool show to yeah. see Godflesh. And yeah, I think I like Gamora season, you know, season ends or whatever that record was when it came out. Um, but that was it. Yeah, you know, it was like a one-year flirtation with like yeah. I think Drew Dealman, who was yeah. like a friend of ours and stuff. He was like kind of into like uh, Victory stuff, and
0: um, see the re- the reason we even covered edge any of, kind of, that of shit stuff. was because they they advertised, yeah. So like, Victory would come up and say, "Hey, do you want to do an interview with Snapcase?" And I was like, "Nope." But Chris <laughs> like, "We'll do it because we'll do it Chris I mean, is the more shrewd business sure, man sure, sure, Yeah." So he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do that, but it's not gonna be a huge sure thing, but we'll do enough so they will advertise, so we can do more of what we're doing." It's
1: I didn't mind that Snapcase has like two good songs on it. It's but it is it something I'm ever gonna pull out or do I own? No, but like yeah. it's objectively fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just,
0: I just it's just that stuff. I don't have like a. That's just not my. It's not my thing.
1: Sure, sure. So, but yeah. So I kind of did a little. I don't know how deep of a dive I did, but I just kind of did some cursory research about some of the other things that kind of came out in '95 that we're not going to really talk too much about. But feel free, Mark, as we go through these, mm-hmm. to, to comment on some things. But um, you know, Grip Inc. Power of Inner Strength, which um, I know you hate the name of the band because it's kind of stupid and silly. But yeah, I liked that record.
0: That's. Uh... Valdemar Skorskisker or whatever. Yeah, and right? Gus
1: Chambers, and I mean, it's just, it's a Lombardo fest. Lombard. Yeah, that's the yeah. only reason I even and so, like, a second look. It's got some cool riffs and things. You know, the vocals are a little shouty at times, but like I don't know. For me, being like a Slayer nerd, a sophomore in high school, sure. like it was a good mainstream metal record.
0: Well, because yeah, what else had he done outside of Slayer at that point? Yeah, it was so, pretty, pretty until weird. he got into like the whole like patent thing. Sure, so. sure.
1: I mean, I, would it crack the top forty? Absolutely not. Like <laughs> I said, I'm just going through and like mentioning some records that came out. Spider's Lullaby, King Diamond, which I think, it's fine. I think we've grown to like that record. Yeah, not it's love. just not as uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's not it's as okay. iconic as the 80s stuff. You know, and yeah, I mean, life. if
0: you're really in a like you love King Diamond, you've already heard everything to death, then pick that up and you sure. know, get something else out of it. But is that not have like a the uh, uh, I'd have to look
1: it up. There was like a video, which is
0: which is dance, which is dance. Is that on that or is that on the eye? I think that's on the eye. Okay, I really I do. could be wrong. Which is dance, kind of fun, yeah. fun song. There's always like two or three good, really good songs on yeah. all of the albums, just... but it's
1: not like iconic King, stuff, yeah, you know? yeah, it's just kind of like mid period, okay, sure. Um, in terms of, like, long-term impact, not so much on metal, but definitely on, like, kind of the new metal and, and to some extent, kind of, like, alternative-ish scene. Mm-hmm. You know, Incubus' debut, Fungus Among Us. Um, stupid fucking name. But um, yeah. it's not bad. Their, their early records are actually, like, pretty good and listenable in the same way that, like, early Deftones is. I don't know. Like... There's, like, people in that band that are kind of, like, good songwriters. And if you hear yeah. some of, like, the popular Incubus songs, which sound, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to sit like here the... and defend Incubus, but, yeah. like, I don't hate them the way, like, they don't annoy me the way, like, Korn annoys me or something like that. Because they just seem like dudes that just were writing rock music. And See, yeah. they liked a little bit of heavy shit sometimes, but they, I don't It's
0: know. not, like, uh, I don't have the hatred that I do of, like, Sublime. Yeah, That's I really like hate a, Sublime. They're just like... they the, But like, I hate their fans, I think, or something. I hate everything about them. I don't like what they talk, like what they sing about, what they sound like. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, that fucking good boy Orange uh, Orange County bullshit, whatever yep. the fuck, Southern California, like slow jam bullshit. I hate so much.
1: Like bad kind of white reggae kind of thing. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's like suburb rock. It's just yep. so fucking bad. For sure. There's just nothing but... Like, Incubus at least had like some semblance of you know songwriting and yeah and you know, like interest to the record and after
1: it. fungus is science and that has like 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 some good punchy fucking songs on. i know yeah. you probably didn't spend much time but that's probably no. a record that like mark coughlin would like be like yeah it's good yeah it was like you know what i mean formative like thing yeah it time, was like but... good for for what it was um Cataclysm sorcery. I don't okay. know that one. I don't know Cataclysm that well, but that came. They were out. never
0: really. They never really did anything for me.
1: Yeah. Did you and Chris ever really get into them? Because they kind of were like a tech vibe to them, you know. But you yeah, guys but were like were, in a cryptopsy. They
0: were like a weird, like abrasive. Uh...
1: they were a little too harsh, maybe at times, for but what not your in a good sensibilities way. were. Okay. Not in a good way. It was
0: just like it just wasn't interesting to me.
1: Do you think that's a band? I I, I don't know. That's why I'm just kind of teasing the idea. You know how like when you and Chris were sort of coming up and we've talked about this before on the podcast, how like the T I O N bands were kind of like, you weren't into them at the time, but like say the last couple of decades, we've kind of revisited like suffocation, incantation, immolation. And we're kind of like, yeah. Oh, these are, these are pretty good. Do you think cataclysm
0: could fall into that category? Cause I've always thought like, man, Maybe. I need to like spend some time with cataclysm someday. I've just never felt, I've never liked their logo. I didn't like their name. I don't like their album art. I don't like how the guys in the band look. I, I like that weird, like, was that like fucking like did not they
1: have like a pentagram weird fucking but it wasn't a pentagram but it was like something that they did with the pentagram that made it like like a adagram or something like that like
0: the like the morbid angel um necro whatever the fuck that necrogram is the um is necrophobics thing oh yeah yeah, like their branding is always solid yeah um their necrogram yeah but they had some weird it was like a I can picture what the I, I can was, picture like, it in the sky kind of in, in one record. Yeah,
1: it's always too. like blended in. So. But I just,
0: yeah, I never, I don't know, I just never liked that. Patrons band out there, tell us if we should like, I don't.
1: If there's like an album you think is yeah, really great, I'm, that we I'm should down for Check it, it out. I mean, I,
0: I'm fine, but I just don't want to have to go in blind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I realized
1: my own biases when I was a high school kid that some things I just was like, eh. Yeah. Like I remember like Cataclysm being on like nuclear blast samplers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I remember about them, you know? But I do know there's like a diehard tech metal, tech death metal people like that live and die by them. Because I think they're Canadian, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So they're sort of part of that weird Cryptopsy, Voyavod, but like extreme metal But version. yeah, like, like Cryptopsy, guts, you know, immediately like I liked. Yeah, Gorguts. Guts. Gore Guts I've always yeah.
0: liked. I uh, The later on stuff I don't really care about as much. I mean, I, I appreciate it, but I still like, you know, Eroded Sanity, oh, okay, Erosion right. of Sanity. Like those first couple Colored lines. Sands, I, I really dig. It's good but those they did get kind of samey. Okay. I think after like the, the later half of their career like the techie stuff. Yeah. It seems like you are like more You're not into... the biggest tech metal guy either though. No, but he seems to be pulling too much from Bell Omega. Oh, so this, this the this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I like the the more like mix of crap sure, that they the would m- use to do. Traditional death I like some... tech death when you're not a good musician but you do a lot of time changes <laughs> oh, okay. and a lot of different riffs. Yeah, that uh, I I can kind of <laughs> see that. Um, or, but I, you know, like Voivod. Yeah, I I love those guys. Um, but they're
1: sort of they're they're like neurosis. They're like they their their own sort own of exist like in their own genre almost. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Over the COVID, I've I've done lots of uh, neurosis listening. Mm. All pre, basically like Enemy of the Sun and before. Sure. <laughs> like really doing some deep dives into that shit. I just listened to that podcast
1: with the. Uh, is the Australian dude that you recommend it? Who's the big metal fan?
0: Oh yeah, you talk with uh, Dave Edmondson.
1: With that, Dave Edmondson. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind of cool. And he did the one with like some of the Swedish dudes. And
0: yeah, the yeah. one I really like the um, uh, what's his nuts uh, uh, Jorgen from Grave. Yeah, yeah, I think they're buds, right? I don't know who this guy
1: is. Yeah. This kid is. I he, know he, he knows. He sort Scott of Carlson. claims that, like he's. Yeah, I, yeah. this is a Scott Carlson episode. And he did and one with the,
0: you know, uh, Ovar Softstrom from Nirvana 2002 and Entombed. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the fuck it's called. He did like one of the dude from Broken Bones, the Consuming Impulse. Consuming the Impulse. The, I, I I don't actually know what the guy's name is. Yeah. His um, I'm friends with him on Facebook. and He's called like Nathcore. You oh. Know, I don't know what the fuck his real name okay. is. I think I am friends but with. But he's I like think. he seems like a younger dude who's super. He's a musician. He's a yeah. Guitar player. And he's like he's asking all the right questions and production value is not great, but it's like the content not really to like good.
1: Bother, like you can tell when I've listened to some podcasts before where um, like if you're interviewing like metal people or people that like have some kind of intellectual claim in something and you can tell like when they're annoyed by the, the conversation or they're just sort of like yeah. going through the motions and this seems to be more, they seem to like kind of dig the dude or be like legitimately kind of friendly with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it doesn't seem Especially like, like on air. Especially like
0: Jorgen's not a huge talker usually. Yeah. And how deep he was getting into shit and like what he was remembering was interesting in that episode because yeah. he'd be pulling ran- random shit or he would, um, they do a video component as well that's not even on they? YouTube.
1: Oh, okay. I haven't watched any of
0: that. Uh, mostly I'll just listen to it because it's not like super interesting to look at. But yeah. Like Jorgen kept, he kept pulling up like, Oh, this is a T-shirt from our first tour that my dad just found in his drawer and gave it back to me. Like, just you know, just sure. interesting, weird little nuggets like that. He did a interview with um uh, our friend Ben Ash as well. I don't oh. think it, it hasn't been put up yet. But, okay, yeah. So he, cool. I, I, I like how curated it is. Like, yeah, it's like okay, grind dudes, death metal dudes, uh, you know, crossover punk kind of stuff. Like nobody ever talks with with Dave from Neurosis. I know, and he started the band, so it's like kind of interesting to get sure his kind of you know input on stuff too
1: yeah it just seems like if you and i did like a interview podcast it's probably like yeah what it would probably enough because you can tell be... he does
0: a lot of like deep dive research mm. and he like knows the band asking deeply. like the right questions yeah yeah absolutely um so if yeah if you need more it's on spotify or I- itunes or whatever check yep, out consuming, consuming impulse it's a good that's For a good sure. show
1: um mortician House by the cemetery yeah eh. Mortician's never really done much for me. I was just commenting to you <laughs> off mic. I was like, should I revisit Mortician? Because I never got him back in the day. And you kind of were like, not really. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've I have better use of my time, I guess.
0: I've seen them live, too. And I was just like, huh, all right, that just happened. I, I was working at Relapse around this time when Housebed uh, Cemetery came out. And they re- I think they reissued a couple other ones. Um, but the most interesting thing was the Wes Scott or album covers. Yeah, the covers
1: were cool. And then
0: there'd be like a sample from Last House on the Left or whatever the fuck it might be, or
1: Texas Chainsaw. Te- like or that. Yeah, or
0: like, you know, some Argento movie or something. And then, you know, some woman would moan and then you'd hear, which is usually drum machine. And then him just going, oh. It was just so fucking boring to me. Yeah. And I never was able to get that. I don't know. I've never known anybody that i deeply respected their musical opinion on that was a huge fan yeah and i i'm i'm perfectly if you if you can prove me wrong cool just explain to me what it is that you really like about them i just don't get it
1: i feel like the same people that were really passionate about mortician were also really passionate about guar and i don't know what the connection is it's almost like it was more the style not the substance
0: I or think something like that mortician might have been that they're referencing like, deep dives into horror.
1: So, like, if you're a horror movie fan, like, oh, dude, they're dark. You know, like. Yeah, but I was like, that's I'm a I horror movie fan, but, like. But this is stupid. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you could do this better. I don't
0: know. Yeah. It's just not. And they're, like, weird. I think they're upstate New York. I think so. Yeah. Um, but these weird, like, kind of, like, anti-social weirdos. Okay. That just did this. It was almost, like, two autistic guys doing this. And it, it was just bizarre. I just. I never got it. Yeah. Like talking to the guy, he couldn't look, never looking in the eye. I, don't I wonder what it was his like story a, is, but it
1: was like an East Coast thing too. Maybe if like people grew up like going to see them live a bunch and kind Might of felt akin to them or something. Yeah, like. I
0: don't know. It's just it's something I completely don't understand. Yeah,
1: it never really never didn't. And I don't, I don't
0: feel like I need to. But if somebody can say, hey, like tell me this one little thing that makes me think different about them, that'd be great. But I just, sure, I'm not gonna do it by myself. Yep, yep. So that was you know that. I think people do like that record, but it, it's not something
1: that kind of came up for me. Hell's
0: Headbangers just reissued most of their shit. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, there's obviously a market, but I just don't, it's not my thing.
1: Um, just real quick, a couple others, and maybe I'll highlight a few each kind of talk set or whatever. Um, Skyclad, Silent Whales A Lunar Sea, Mark didn't really remember that record. I don't remember that I, You know, it's like their fifth record. I think the first few you said are worth kind of tracking down. I, for I sure. mean, I
0: haven't listened to them in, in years. I used to like those, but.
1: Yeah, I, I remember back in the day you and Chris talking about them, and I think I have like dubs of a couple Skyclads on yeah. cassette tape, but I never actually picked any CDs up. Um, let's see. We mentioned the Ozzy Osbourne, Nevermore's debut, Nevermore, which is eh, – I like their later stuff a lot better. The last
0: one I had was Prince of the Poverty line from 94.
1: Okay, so that must have been the fourth record because this yeah. is 95. Yeah, so. I never got the other one though. Okay. Um,
0: and people made fun of me. That I had, I had a poster in my wall when I lived in. pennsylvania I thought those those album covers are kind of cool and classy. And... But people, the every most people that I that worked there were like old grind guys. They're probably everybody's about five years older than me. Yeah, Growing grind up. is
1: definitely a grind and euro metal don't seem like they they no. mix very well. And this
0: was like the last year that it was the Nuclear Blast America office. Okay, and I was really stoked on a lot of the Nuclear Blast shit not Cause so was, much the old relapse kind of grind yeah. stuff. I mean I liked a lot of the like the you know phobia and drop dead and that kind of shit but um but just like I didn't care about you weren't into Benum. Nope. <laughs> I wasn't into them. I wasn't into uh Why not? Fuck what was <laughs> some of the other like nightstick? Oh uh, yeah. Good. Exit 13. Yeah. Um a lot of that just it just didn't do anything for me. A lot yeah, of that shit uh
1: i remember i i feel i wish you had been there to experience it and i know i brought it up another podcast but the but no. the second <laughs> metal fest that i went to 98 which mm-hmm. you you weren't at that one uh and I. one of the reasons you know he was he was the grindcore fan more than i was a little bit and that's yeah. where he kind of got his name he and i got stuck at the the relapse grindcore <laughs> bar and it was just a relapse stage and it was all relapse bands and we were sitting there with um, Mika from Impaled Nazarene, like he was just drinking Bloody Marys, and we were eating pickles with them, and just watching like Benum, like a lot of like nameless things. But I will say this: like it turned out to be kind of a a, a gift because Dillinger played, and that mm-hmm. was like their coming out party, and like yeah. it was scary as fuck. Like they were so intense, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nazum played. And yeah, that was cool was like, that was like the introduction of Nazem, Dillinger, and Like then, Nazem and
0: like Rotten Sound are some of those like, you know, second, third tier yeah. grind bands that are just still like, well, you can't fuck with them. They're also like not
1: American grind bands or British grind bands. Not to say that like, but like because they have that Swedish and Finnish sensibility for yeah. Nazem. And, and maybe they're bringing some some element that we like in Swedish and Finnish like extreme metal. But I
0: really like, I like Pig Destroyer yeah
1: and I like 'em I do like some but I'm and saying real truth tr- and like yep. but
0: there's not that many like the sensibilities of the american like I don't really care about like dying fetus or if, if you've even called That's them. more like yeah, uh, I don't even know what the fuck they are, but oh, it's
1: not oh what the fuck do you call it? it's like breakdown groove
0: um go ahead, just keep stop. talking, it's like something
1: <laughs> fucking just like there, yeah. there's a
0: lot of those like later on uh relapse bands I just did not give two shits about yeah i never gotten a dying fetus no um brian my old roommate
1: that was friends with mark and i back in the day he was kind of into them but like I, those guys they're never... good
0: musicians but it just the, it just doesn't do anything for me yeah
1: there's something missing yeah it's, yeah
0: and I, like like the extreme conditions from brutal truth is like sums up grind like that's some of my favorite shit yeah that's great but then people are like no oh, that's more death metal like well That's the stuff I really like. Yeah, yeah. That really, like, fucking speaks to me. You were coming at grind out of metal,
1: not so much out of punk. Whereas I think a lot of grind people probably came out of punk into grind. So it just depends on which which door you're coming in. But I I don't like the... But did you back then, or did you rediscover a lot of that hardcore punk in no, your later years?
0: Into the like in the early '90s, that's when I went back and got into Discharge okay. and all gotcha. that shit. So that was like like the crusty stuff was what I really sure. liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that stuff didn't. The other shit didn't like didn't speak to me at all.
1: Yeah, I got you. And that's I I remember Chris was so.
0: <laughs> that, me and
1: Chris are polar opposites on a lot of shit. Chris was really down on grind at first when I started hanging out with him. So it set me on, I didn't discover a lot of grind until a little bit later because I kind of had like a negative impulse towards it. Yeah. So that's why sitting at that grind bar in a weird way, watching Dillinger and and stuff, I was like, maybe I like some brutal truth. I think might even played at Mm -hmm. that grind bar or whatever. But like, I don't know. That was like cool because I think if Chris had been there, he probably would have been like, eh, let's go. You know, well, so you we got to hang out and that's fine a little bit. Too. He's yeah, like, it was funny, dude. Mika man. was pretty funny, and that's fine. But it was like cool to know that like, they,
0: they didn't play,
1: yeah, they did, but they didn't play on the grind stage, they played like
0: the night before. That's, we should do a show like about them, that'd be interesting. interesting. I, I, I really like uh, uh what the fuck, Tsunami Finland Parakella, but also uh, Tolles Combs Norris Norris Norris, the first record.
1: Okay, I do like that because it's
0: so fucking, it's not what anybody else sounds like is black metal. It's yeah. Too, it's like grindcore black metal.
1: Sure. It's different. Yeah. And the su- Suomi has got uh, Tonelli
0: on it. Yeah. From... Well, so does Tolstoy. He, oh, he, he was in, in... Sentence Dan, and Impaled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize he was on all those early yeah. Impaled. This okay. first, like, t- like three or four, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Because that's, like, I don't... Nobody ever talks about those. That's be something to be, like, a good deep dive into, like, the first up until, I think, like, end with Tsunami Film and Parakella would be mm-hmm. good.
1: Because I think I have, like... Three impaled so i just don't know how much i've spent i think it's three of the first few that's, that i have that's yeah. really
0: yeah it's just, they're just they don't it's like how beharit sounded completely different than any other sure. black metal band you know? yeah finished like black metal wasn't it was a subgenre not a sound mm-hmm. early on yep. Yep. Well, yeah you know well let's let's talk about some of the stuff we do think
1: maybe should go on there and then we can come back and maybe highlight a couple of the other records that came out in 95 So these are three that I think both Mark and I would agree have a pretty good fighting chance. Um, So the first thing we're going to start Like runners-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like this could be 41 or this could slot in at 38 instead of something else. These are all good
0: sidebar potential. For
1: sure, for sure. Um, So we got Wolf Art for Moon Spell. Mm -hmm. So tell me kind of like how... I mean, Chris recommended this to me, but were you pretty like into it the first time you heard it you were kind of oh yeah like, what was your thought i like, mean
0: up until irreligious their first three records were fucking great
1: yeah so you're talking the under the moon spell, the moon spell. EP, ep on uh here yes yeah, I I it think was adipocere so. yeah. yeah and then wolf heart and then irreligious i go one i i do like some of sin picado but okay. it's like it's kind of like uh what's the tmat record after wild honey deeper
0: kind of slumber that's
1: kind of what i equate yeah. it's like if you're in the mood for that It's, it's fine. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not no, but it's bad. not like like it doesn't almost, blow my mind like Wolfheart did or something. Those yeah. those
0: are super popular with people that weren't diehard
1: metal people as well. Sure. Yeah, we had, I could play that around my girlfriends in high school and they didn't hate it. Or even know.
0: like the like the you know, the crowd of people we hung out with it was like mostly um, you know, music people, skater dudes, uh But there were some goth girls that kinda hung out with you guys that like
1: not, I won't say like pure goth, but they definitely dabbled in, in something. I mean, way. it was like,
0: like yeah, everybody liked, you know, Bauhaus and shit like that at the Joy time. Joy Division. As well. and and, yeah. yeah. Um, but people were just open to, because, like, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, the the scene was, and um, I was just telling a friend of mine about this, like, why I like certain eras of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, like, gangster rap and death metal was coming out at the same time. And then, like, Thrasher magazine was covering it all. Covering it all. And Public Enemy. So, like, politicized. Like, like all that shit was, like, it was all extreme. And it all made sense. So, we all listened to all that shit. Like, Ice Cube, Death Certificate, all that stuff was, like, awesome. Yeah. And then you'd listen to fucking Slayer or Carcass Mm -hmm. in the same fucking skate session.
1: And so, Anthrax and Public Enemy made sense. Yeah. You know, that never seemed like
0: it was, like, you know ridiculous or pushing I mean, boundaries in a yeah, bad way parents
1: hated both of those things yeah. equally you know it scared what yeah. it scared a lot of parents
0: but know, like so. like moonspell was one of those bands that people not, it wasn't covered in the same way but like yeah whoa wow there's the uh
1: outside and obnoxious neighbor Detroit ham yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: welcome shut the fuck up oh um but yeah the, it got a lot of a lot of play in our you know various apartments
1: yeah, and Wolfhart like the from the moment I heard it like it had, you know, Danzig aspects to it. Mm-hmm. It had um it's hard to know kind of exactly what I was kind of sensing from it, but you know, a little bit of a little bit of Danzig, but also like definitely European in a sense. Um and I remember I bought this on the same day that That's I bought time, Type Negative, yeah, that's the other thing, yeah. But uh, Slaughter of the Soul. So I bought these same day at the record store as a sophomore. <laughs> very, very, very different. Albums. Yeah, but like you know, both like on labels that I was starting to trust quite a bit, mm-hmm. the Earache and, and Century Media.
0: It was also that. interesting that there wasn't a ton of Spanish bands. It's Portuguese, Portuguese. Yeah, so yeah. that whole like kind of area was like yeah. we didn't really. It was cool to have something else come out of that well, and its own sound.
1: And we obviously talked about this on the the four part, you know, Greek metal thing. But obviously, like Riding Christ and those bands influenced Moonspell a lot. Oh, absolutely. In terms of like that Rome, that sort of Mediterranean extreme black metal, gothy, you know, all the yeah. things that like, yeah. especially like Dead Poem mm-hmm. era. It's like was, ro- was,
0: weird, like a romantic. Yeah, you know the the rolling Fernando, of the R's and stuff.
1: Fernando was yes. Yeah. And I've seen, yeah, it was vampiric for sure. Cradle, you know, Cradle was like a band that kind of did things that like Moonspell was doing a little too, in yeah.
0: a different, in a different way. Very like they were like the hammer horror, and this is Moonspell seemed a little more, a little more rougher on the edges. I think a little more uh, intimidating. Really, I think so. Than Cradle, yeah, they seem more like real and not like a, like a like
1: even a though cartoon.
0: Okay, so okay, so
1: let's. In fairness, so I would let's, say after the first Cradle, everything. Well, I was gonna like say, a like, when you look at like principal and even the Vampire, like, I feel like Cradle was still like, I mean, they were offensive. Their T shirt, like, there was like a danger to Cradle filth for like a little while. I think a
0: lot of that was, um, the, like, trying to up their game because people made fun of them so bad. Really? Yeah. It, so because it they weren't true. Okay. That was, even the, that they was tou- the his... didn't they tour with like Emperor though, early on. That first, I, they, they might have done, a, or when Emperor a, came over to England, I think toured. they did a small little little yeah. thing. But I think as it went on, as far as the the were fans they on the hit list? They after principal, they were kind of lame. Okay, they were thrown in the gay camp. Okay, gay metal, night. even Dusk. Yes. Okay, because Dusk with got certain, a lot of positive attention, so. and I, I like their stuff up until I'm I okay up really for, through through records. like uh,
1: Midian. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's it's enjoyable shit. I don't yeah. ever go back and listen to it really that much, but. Um, but yeah, it does. It they didn't have the same type of, uh, you know, I guess street cred to certain people, at I, least in Mid Michigan, whatever that says to you. Sure, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Moonspell did. Yeah, Moonspell was like a different. They're coming at it from a different angle that was more interesting. That's
1: interesting. To us. I guess I've never thought of like either of those. I mean, there's similarities between the two bands, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a an interesting. And like point. Go,
0: looking back at it now, I appreciate more what Cradle of Filth is. Nobody was doing. Hammer Horror, like, gothic metal in that way. Like, With, were like, really black smart. metal overtones. Yeah, that and, yeah, was, was like a catchy branding thing that they yeah. did. Um, and, like, the way he sang was completely... Nobody else just screamed like that all the time. Like, the the high... like Yeah. He had, had like, that Ian Gillen, just, like, one note that he could hit really high over everybody else, which is interesting. It's not... I, I respect it, but it's not something I ever go back and listen to. Yeah, um, I still, like... Cruelty and the Beast
1: is like the last one I loved. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's like those first three full lengths and then the EP, the vampire EP. And then like, there's some choice cuts after that here and sure. there. But like I was way I was pretty into it because that was another band. Like you said, Moonspell that I could uh, girls like cradle of filth. Maybe it was the romantic thing that was sort of going on underneath it or the horror movie the aspect. Or, yeah. yeah. Something. But um, so I don't know. Like, Girls weren't that I was hanging out with didn't give a shit about like Emperor Mayhem, but like Cradle, they were like, oh okay, there's some parts of this that I kind of like.
0: You yeah, know? I, I don't know if I, maybe I was like I was lucky that I was had like a lot of the girls that hung like not that I dated, but that I hung out with that were kind of in our friend group. Well, and, like Blythe
1: or, and Amber, and yeah, they, they, were, they seemed to be open minded to stuff. Well, they
0: were as interested in the shit as we were. They would yeah. like go after and find stuff on their own. So it was like it never seemed like a there was never like a delineation of of sex until we started seeing like metal fests where yeah you'd see girls in baby doll dresses dancing around to cradle. Cradle. We're cradle. Well, like, there was like, a no, weird thing
1: there were like those girls were like a couple years older than me and a couple of years younger than you. So like, I knew who those girls were when I was a freshman in high school, but then they graduated.
0: Yeah. They're like, I think they're like four years or three years younger
1: than you and two yeah. years older. So than me. they're
0: like, you yeah. know, freshmen or juniors and we were seniors or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: So like, there were no girls in my grade that were into any of this shit unless I like turned them onto it and then even then it was just like a toleration like they would
0: well, the weird thing it was only like like 3 to 4 yeah girls that they were all friends yeah, before that yeah so it was like it was a weird
1: once that friend group graduated like it was like well yeah like the that, wells it just dried. didn't happen again yeah. like
0: I don't know if there was other like after you know me and Chris if there was you know outside of like you who else was like carrying the torch for like the, death metal for, dudes. for extreme metal, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, there, were the, uh, there was Doug and um, Andrew, who used to shop at New Moon all the time. Yeah, uh, but
0: th- those guys weren't. Um, they liked it, but they weren't. They weren't flying. They didn't was live it wasn't their life. Yeah, they didn't live it. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That's true.
0: Like we, Chris was the the guy out there flying the flag and trying to get other people into it. Yeah, and I was just into it over anything that I can. It was and the first I, kind I of music I just flag. Yeah, yeah, just like. It, it identified with it so hard that i've never turned away
1: hey i single-handedly i think helped sell like 20 copies of blind guardian imaginations yeah. at import price just because of i was spreading it in the high school so much that like it, it, it like became a virus and
0: it's a weird thing that even ever happened <laughs> Yeah, because that was like after that kind of metal was everybody thought it was kind of lame yeah it was outdated but yeah. then this one band comes up and like holy shit yeah, It, yeah. like, grabs the imagination and, of another hammerfall. kids. And, yep. we kinda, yeah, it just kind of kind of
1: did it. So we've got Wolfheart. So how do you think that record still holds up today? I mean, I don't know when the last time you kind of pulled it up. I've heard a couple tracks yeah.
0: uh, recently. I think Your Religious holds up better. Do yeah, you? As yeah. a whole? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it flows better. Yeah. But I think there are higher highs on Wolfheart. True, yeah. Like, I think Wolfshade, Werewolf Masquerade, and a couple like, when I hear those, I still feel like the power of the first time I heard. Is, you know?
0: is Alma Mater, that's on the first one, isn't it? No, that's on this one. That's on this one. Okay, that's, that's great, a too. a fucking unreal track. Yeah. yeah. That um, was the one that sold everybody. Alma Mater? Just oh, that that fucking, the, like the primordial riff. For sure, yeah. Like yeah. people really kind of, I think because it's like a folk sure riff that it kind of like just, it's something deep in your, you know, your DNA kind of like and understands that's, that.
1: That's how I felt like the first time I heard Wolfshade, which is a song we're, we're going to listen to, is like it kicks off the whole album and then like. When he does that, ah, and then, you know, like, yeah. way, the you know, it's he a great scream, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen, I don't know, by accident, Moonspell like four times in concert. They're always with they another with band like, I uh, want to like be Katatonia with. Like
0: Catatonia or something. We saw them down at the I Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I've seen them other times, too. I uh, I don't know. I've why. seen them twice on okay. accident,
0: not just to see them. Yeah, exactly. But it's always later in their career. And they're great. They are. They're
1: a really good live. Even if I don't know some of the, like butterfly effects and some of, like I knew those records, but I didn't like listen oh, I to. I forgot them. All about that one. Yeah, yeah. remember that record? Yeah. yeah, that was like peak goth, like late nineties, like yeah. host Paradise Lost. But um, that
0: wasn't like the kind of like I prefer deeper kind of slumber goth than what yeah, they were doing goth. That was
1: more intellectual kind of like or more experimental goth or something.
0: Yeah, I like I like more of my Sisters of Mercy Andrew Eldritch kind of goth than I do
1: the stuff that's too the Bauhaus yeah kind of thing yeah i could see that um but yeah so i mean oh uh, wolfhart was it's always grabbed me i've always kind of dug it it always had like like you said danzig typo negative mm-hmm. it's got kind of some of those sort of vibes and then a record that we have talked about we devoted a not a whole show just to this record but to the band i would say this was the centerpiece of that show um i know wagner and radical research did a whole episode just on this record as well so I think there well, are people out there. We beat them by there. several years. We did, and they acknowledged that, I think, on the they episode. Did, I think. Um a band that's near and dear to you. And in fact, we've mentioned it on another Patreon episode where we were talking about bands that sort of disappeared <laughs> and then right. like kind of made like weird yeah. comebacks and yeah. stuff. So Twin L Blood. What
0: Genesis Twin L Blood. Yeah. Um That yeah, that came out. That was like on heavy rotation as I was like moving. To Pennsylvania. So it was like, it was a weird cathartic record too. Cause it was, it reminded me of like a lot of people back in Mount Pleasant liked it. that weren't metal people at all, but thought it was interesting because of the, I don't know what it is that grabbed them about it. It's so fucking weird. Pop
1: music meets doom. They like the death metal death vocals too. Meets, yeah. It's just like a,
0: so that was just like constant rotation for me. And that's like one of those, it you almost know, seems
1: like a novelty record. That's not
0: a novelty. Yeah. It's like people that like just weird, like people that like Mr. Bungle. I don't yeah. really like Mr. Bungle. I can respect the people, I just don't care about the shit. It's just I don't. Yeah, I have my really moments where like I yeah. lock
1: in on like a band like Mr. Bungle, you know, not their first record, but the you know disco in, in and California. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like there's
0: moments on those where I'm like, oh, this all these elements work. Look, the new one is like okay, I like this more because it's it's partly it's really yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes sense. It's exactly. not just this arbitrary stupid shit. And that, like, the comedy aspect, I always just, ugh. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. I think that's it, why I could get off.
1: into, like, I, I was more of a beef heart guy than, like, say, a Frank Zappa. Because I think yeah, Zappa had, like, yeah. a little too much comedy. And some people that works. And that, hey, yeah. more power to you. If, sure. If, but I think maybe it's, I like my shit a little darker and more serious.
0: Yeah. that Maybe that's why I never could even give Zappa the time of day. Yeah, the, but I know Zappa's great. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, objectively, I know like, so I, I, objectively, that you do it. But. Um, Even, there's but that...
1: I but Beefheart was always just like he was like crazy and rambling and kind of like but yet it like was still grounded. If yeah, that there, makes sense. Yeah, there's something uh, I don't the, know.
0: just that it wasn't um there might have been like some humorous aspects to certain I mean the it was Trump ma- Trump mask replica does not it's not like scary, but it's not overtly funny. No. Or or like
1: not especially when you're singing out blues, you know, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like there was like a yeah. darkness. And I, I think Zappa had that too. In, in some songs, I just it wasn't consistent enough for me that I could sit down and listen to like a whole record or something, you know? Yeah,
0: I don't I didn't understand like his whole kind of cult of personality. So I'd I also do don't play
1: guitar. It. So I think if I was like way more of a musician, I think a lot of musicians really get Zappa because they're like, oh, shit, he's doing like a lot of complex like. Yeah time signatures and like really interesting but I feel compositional if things if you're
0: a good you know. enough musician even like it shouldn't matter
1: yeah that's true <laughs> i mean i, I don't feel like pl- if
0: you're a better musician um or if you're doing something weird and like somebody who's not a musician is thinks this is fucking awesome but then somebody who is a musician also thinks it's awesome that's the more attractive thing to be. that me. is true that is true um i get when people are like oh man they're just so so fucking amazing musicians like yeah, but the song's boring. It just sure. doesn't do anything. It's for like him.
1: Buckethead or something.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's like, yeah, that's the guy. Like Buckethead's
1: like, I guess objectively he's objectively really, really great. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't care.
0: I could I, not I, give two like, shits. Yeah. I'd rather see my mom just smash his guitar. <laughs> that's more interesting, too. I would me. love to see Barb just fucking smashing <laughs> guitars. <laughs> but, no, mom, but this, this yeah. record was, was, uh, it was, it was like on my constant rotation for a long time and it had a lot of, uh, you know, I had some some pretty like deep emotional downs in that point in my life too, um, before I I moved back. So that record has like a lot of it holds a lot sure. of like you know emotions still in it.
1: Well, that was like a that was one of there were several records from college where like Mark and I bonded over where you know either I would expose him to something and he would really deeply get it or, or vice versa, and I think I was like a cursory, Pyogenesis fan. Maybe I had, like, uh, the EP, the first EP, you know, Igneous Creatio mm-hmm. or something like that. But you were like, oh, you know, you've definitely heard Twin L Blood. And I'm like, no, because I think at that point you it was hard to get.
0: Well, it was never there was like issued a, in the States.
1: Yeah. So, like, it was, like, something I had heard of, but, like, you know, outside of, like, a song on a sampler.
0: Yeah, that's the only way it was, actually, over yeah. here. Because they didn't relapse, hated the record, and they refused to put it out as a Nickel Blast America album release. Gotcha.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, but they hated it that much. But they liked the previous ones. They, you know, they dug like the waves of Eurostasia and stuff because it was it, it was like Doom, It was classic. Sure. Doom shit. It's but just, this was too weird. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't weird in the way they liked weird. I was gonna say Relapse had a weird streak,
1: but yeah. this was the this wrong kind of weird. This is German weird, yeah. and that's a special
0: kind of weird <laughs> yes. that only, you know. Like German sexuality, as far as like kinks are concerned, yeah, and German, of porn. and yeah. weird German music is like it's beyond like there's it's not like another, scorpion cover album covers. There's Just not another. That. There's not <laughs> another country that I can think of that has weirder sexual kinks as like a stereotype. Speaking of Suspiria yeah. and like all the weird, yeah. <laughs> weird shit going on, well, there. like Ramstein, yeah, like yeah. like they they've got a, a thing, a, a certain thing. <laughs> like they're very into order and making nicely. Calibrated machines, yeah. but they also like to stick dildos in their butts and why, light them on fire. And why not? They're into hey, all kinds of human experience. <laughs> if you're, if it makes you happy, you yeah, know? yeah, you're not hurting anybody. Um, it's, it's cool. So is that a Melissa
1: atheridge song? If it makes you happy, I can't. It remember. is. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. there you go, Ramstein. Melissa come to atheridge. her window, and if it makes you happy, yes,
0: yeah. Yes. Those are the, the big ones.
1: Um, but yeah, so it was cool for you to sit down and and show me Twin L Blood because it kind of blew my mind because it was like. In a weird way, Twin L Blood is sort of like how my brain works. Like,
0: yeah, people that yeah.
1: know me know that, like, yeah, I'm a metalhead, but I I listen to like as I'm sure most of people do. But I think I I surprise people with the my tastes, and so like yeah. this record kind of was just like a all across the board. And I was like, oh, this is per- this is perfect, and it know? comes
0: across like emotionally honest, I mm-hmm. think too, which is it's it's. It's like an album. I don't without think their other records have. Yeah. yeah. Like the their one, their subsequent records have not come across as emotionally honest as this one did.
1: Yeah, like there's moments, you know, like I feel, I feel what I feel on Twin L Blood. Ironically, when they do like uh, Toto Africa on mono. Mm-hmm. you know, and I mean that song's taken on like a whole like mythos in like the last decade you know
0: but they did that like i mean in like 2000 when or something
1: when no one cared yeah, yeah that the yeah. toto was kind of dead in the water you know yeah. now weezer is covering it and it, it sort of has yeah. found a, a different lifeblood to it um or whatever but
0: but yeah so i'm coming why uh why pick that song we've played a lot of other songs in, yeah. in previous things but just the uh the weird mix of sexual innuendo mm-hmm. um kind of across the you're getting a little bit of everything as far as like you get some actual like death metal vocals in it you get some of the doom shit sure you get more it's kind of like a good cross-section of what they were capable at that gotcha point in time i think gotcha
1: cool so um and then we'll we'll play a third song but we'll talk about that when we kind of come back because that's uh, another one that i think we we both would agree is a pretty strong significant record for its time and in, in terms of especially what it did for the band moving them into a different direction but So we've got uh, Moonspell, Wolfshade, a werewolf masquerade from Wolfheart. Then we've got them coming from Twin L blood from Pyogenesis. And then we'll end with Anathema's Sunset of Age from Silent Enigma.
3: fly.